Hey there everybody and welcome to episode number 37 of the Building a Better Body podcast. I hope I find you well. All is good with me. I'm just going to give you a little nugget of an episode which I like to do every now and again so it should be pretty short. Today I am going to be talking about keto or ketosis. Uh, perhaps keto means absolutely nothing to you so please do let me explain. Keto or ketosis is the process of burning fat for fuel as opposed to what we would predominantly burn as glucose. Now you may have heard the term keto or fat adapted. Um, So the premise is to build your plate with the majority of the calories coming from fat. Then protein is next in moderate amounts and carbs come last to a minimal, roughly coming in at under 50 grams a day if you want to be completely in ketosis. I've known about eating this way for a long time and always thought it to be, you know, very extreme and I've probably gone against advising it even, um, what with women's hormones being a little more sensitive to men's. Then I got Mark Sisson's new book called The Keto Reset Diet, Reboot Your Metabolism in 21 Days. Uh, and burn fat forever. <laughs> Mustn't forget that, but quite the title. Uh, I became a certified health coach with Mark's course. So when he writes something substantial, I kind of sit up and listen. He he talks a lot of sense. He's been around the block a few times, so he's built up a highly intelligent knowledge base. He is a picture of health because he he walks the talk. I may be a little uh, premature reviewing the book as I haven't even finished it yet, but I've got the important parts retained because of course uh, I'm already implementing a lot of it and because of the course that I have done, so I'm able to skim through parts of it. For the long, you know, for the longest time we've been told we, we need to eat carbohydrates so that they can turn to glucose in order to have energy and the amount can vary. But are they essential? Well, according to Mark, not so much. He describes glucose as a dirty fuel when it burns. Sure, it burns fast, you know, you'll get quick energy, but it also produces excess free radicals, which are the driving forces behind inflammation, accelerated aging and cancer. Now, there will always be free radicals in our system due to the environments that we live in, but they can accumulate to the excess from a high carb diet excess exercise and stressful situations and we start to put our health at risk because of all this excess. Glucose produces more free radicals than fat when it burns because it requires oxygen and a quote from the book when you burn glucose without oxygen you bypass the protective benefits of mitochondria the energy producing power plants located in each cell now i've talked about mitochondria in the past so you can go back and listen to that episode but the more mitochondria the more protection you have from free radicals which i have talked about too another interesting takeaway from the book is about our metabolism You may hear people say, oh, I've just got to speed up my metabolism. It's too slow. It's a bit sluggish. That will help me shift weight. Now, on the contrary, Mark explains that if we speed up the metabolism too much, we increase cell division, which leads to aging. You know, cell division is great when you're a baby or you're bulking up. But as you get to a certain age, you don't want this happening super fast. I do not want to age (laughs) before my time. I don't know about you. Uh, This book explains that we don't want to particularly be keto for the rest of our lives. 
for multiple reasons. You know, food is there to be enjoyed and used in celebrations. We also don't want any anxiety around mealtime. This should be a pleasurable experience. It's called a reset for a reason. You know, once you complete the 21 day challenge, you will be much more efficient at burning both fuel sources, but predominantly fat. Your appetite won't run wild. Uh, Old beliefs would have us believe that we must have a breakfast, most important meal of the day, uh, a mid-morning snack, a lunch, an afternoon snack, dinner, and then maybe even supper. If you're a sugar burner, you know, you probably will feel the need to, to keep with that eating pattern. But when you become fat adapted, you will not have the urge to eat so much. And if you skip a meal, such as breakfast, you'll not die. Um, in fact, you will enjoy the benefits of intermittent fasting, which can bring on wonderful effects in the body, such as autophagy, which I have talked about before, but it's basically cell cleanup and repair. You know what's happening there is you're giving your body a break from consistently digesting food um, and all that goes along with that, the, all the other bodily functions. If you think if you're a bit of a sugar burner, you're continuously putting, for want of a better word, words, uh, quick, quick burning paper on the fire to keep, you know, everything going, uh, taking along, blood glucose levels even. So that's why you're continually having the carbs and you're just kind of stuck in this cycle. And instead, as Mark puts it, you know, whenever you become more fat adapted, you're using the slow burning logs for energy, uh, i.e. The, the fat, and that'll keep you sustain throughout the entire day so kind of it makes sense to me you know and i wouldn't say i'm keto absolutely not but i can definitely miss breakfast and not go crazy for my next meal but the thing is you know it's you couldn't intermittent fast if you are predominantly a sugar burner because you'll probably faint <laughs> but so you would go fat more of a fat oriented diet and then you will naturally ease into the intermittent fasting um which is pretty good if you think you say you're at an airport and it's lunchtime or whatever and the options are not great you know you probably all right if you skipped that meal and waited till you got to your destination because of the way your metabolic system is working <clears throat> now the type of fat we're going to be eating is obviously um, obviously important um, i'm on board with this it's all about naturally occurring stable fats fats such as avocados nuts and seeds olives olive oil coconut products, coconut oil, butter, fatty fish like salmon and mackerel. If you tolerate it, it also include full fat dairy in a form that is unprocessed as possible. I'm loving raw cheese right now and you can get it no problem in the supermarket, uh, believe it or not. But I also tend to get it in my local farm shop. Shout out to Ballylagan Organic just up the road, yay. Um, I've looked through some of Mark's recipes as well and I do fancy trying a few of them out. Will I do, personally, the full 21-day reset? I'm not sure. Part of me wants to for the sake of an experiment just to see if I can gain even more metabolic efficiency. However, another part of me thinks if I restrict carbs too much, it might mess with my hormones. A lot of these keto success stories come from men. Um, not always, though. I've heard some women rave about it as well. I know I have gone accidentally low-carb before and I'm pretty sure it affected my cycle. However, now I come to reflect on it, what I probably didn't do is compensate enough with fat. So not only was I accidental low carb, I was probably accidental low calorie. When you go low carb, you really need to be liberal with the fat 
to not only feel satisfied and satiated, but to signal to your body that all is well. There is no restriction or starvation here. You know, it's safe to have a baby. Not that that's a concern of mine, but I, I said it before, your monthly cycle is like your report card. If it's not quite right, things need to be addressed. I think if I had a lot of health concerns, I would definitely give it a blast. Also, for the sake of you, my listeners, I would love to kind of give it a try so you can hear and see the feedback. But even if um, you guys want to try it, I would love to hear from you. Go on ahead and drop me a message at info at karenmcclintock.co.uk. As part of the purchase of the book, you're invited to join a Facebook group. And there are actually some amazing success stories starting to come through. One lady was diagnosed with GAD, which is Generalized Anxiety Disorder and Depression. She now is off all of her meds for a year and a half. She is, however, as she said, just primal, so I don't think she's necessarily ketogenic. But she would definitely be lower carb and probably more fat than she's used to as well. The mental clarity and the brain power side of this is what's really interested me. Um, Keto has been used for seizures and epileptic patients in the past with great success. I read one study with the conclusion that, quote, the ketogenic diet can be considered as an option for children with intractable epilepsy who use multiple anti-epileptic drugs. It then went on to say the diet's strictness, unpalatability and side effects limit its use and adversely affected both patients' compliance and clinical efficiency. I think they need to read Mark's book. Nothing in there was unpalatable, so it's kind of a how have they gone about it. Um, it also said that there could possibly be nutrient deficiencies. I wonder if they were actually building their plate around veggies you know keto keto isn't all meat butter and eggs veggies would often and if i was doing it take center stage the rest are just like condiments if you like well i always say we're all individuals with different genetic makeups and we can measure and tweak as much as we like but the true measure of all of this nutrition stuff is how do you actually feel when you wake up in the morning do you feel like a sack of um, are your are your sleep levels decent? How's your stress? You know, these are simple ways to keep an eye on your well-being. So yeah, that's all I have to say on the keto diet. Maybe a bit all over the place, but I just kind of was quite excited about the book and wanted to share it with you guys. So if you have any questions, send them to info at karenmcclintock.co.uk. And if you want to support the show, head on over to karenmcclintock.co.uk forward slash support. And please do leave me a review on iTunes because that helps get me noticed. Until next time, see you later. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. So please consult with your general practitioner before embarking on any new diet or exercise regime.